The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them a parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. The young man would gladly have eaten his fill with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I, no lo- I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of you, your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered, Listen, for all these years, I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat, so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. The theme of God's gift of land to his people is one that runs throughout the Bible, the connection between the land and their relationship with God. So right from the very beginning, When Adam and Eve sin, they're cast out of the garden, and so their exile from the garden is symbolic of their separation from God. And then 
you know, we come to Abraham, and Abraham is promised the land for his descendants, and then his descendants end up going down into Egypt, into slavery, and God brings them out of slavery from Egypt through Moses. He brings them across the Red Sea and into the desert, uh, where they prepare to enter the promised land once again. And so that's where we come in our first reading today. They've spent 40 years in the desert, Moses has died, and now Joshua is leading the chosen people into the promised land, and they cross the river, they cross the river Jordan miraculously, and they celebrate the Passover, and it says that the manna ceased, because the manna was symbolic of God's provision. God is providing for his people, but ultimately it's a preparation. It's a provisional food to prepare them to come to the promised land. And so it says, the manna ceases, and that year they ate the crops of the land. And so they've entered the promised land, but then we see over and over again uh, throughout the rest of the Old Testament that the people, uh, they sin, go into exile, they leave the land, uh, God brings them back, and we see this connection between the land, God's promise, and his people. And I think this symbolism is easier for those who grew up in the country to understand. For my own, this is powerful symbolism for me personally. Um, my father grew up in the Ottawa Valley, Killaloo, and he used to say to us, his, we have, I have two brothers, so three boys. Um, you know, my dad lived in Vancouver, he lived in Toronto, he lived in Ottawa. He said, the best place to live is the Ottawa Valley. And so when, this is him speaking, when, uh, when I got married and I was beginning a family, I knew I had to come back to the Ottawa Valley and I knew I had to get land. And so that's what he did. Uh, he bought, he and my mom bought a piece of property on the Bonnechere River in the country and that's where he raised us. We grew up splitting and piling wood, canoeing, camping, uh, all these different things connected, connected us to the land. And so, you know, that property is important to my brothers and I, not, not so much because of it's a nice piece of property, but because of what it represents. It represents my parents, our parents' love for us. It's symbolic of our relationship with them because um, it's, what, it's what dad wanted for us, what mom and dad wanted for us. And so that's... That's what God is trying to get across, that this land is not just about land. It's about his love for us and his desire to provide for us. So that's the mentality we have to have when we read uh, our gospel today. Both, neither of the sons in this story get it. Neither of the sons understand what the land is and what their father's relationship is with them. So the first son, he takes his property and he squanders it. He sells it. He disobeys the commandments. He lives a, a life that's just forsaken what his, God what his father desired for him. And he ends up repenting and coming back. And the father receives him back because his father wants him to be on the land. His father wants him to receive what the land represents, which is his love. But the older son doesn't get it either. He's living on the land, but as a slave. He thinks that he needs to serve his father in, in a way that doesn't recognize 
the gift that his father wants to give him. And so when his brother comes back, he's angry because he doesn't understand this gift of uh, the father's mercy, the father's, father's love. And so the commandments are important. The commandments are essential. Both brothers have to obey the commandments. But ultimately, all of that is a structure in order for them to receive the father's love. And so for us today, we see this same relationship in the church that God has given us commandments. He desires for us to follow the commandments, but ultimately those commandments are a structure that's meant to bring us to the promised land, which is heaven. But he gives us a foreshadow, a taste of heaven. And so like in Joshua with the manna, God has given us the Eucharist. The Eucharist is the bread from heaven. It's God's very life. And so if we're living a faithful Catholic life, then we're receiving God. We received him at baptism. And actually it's interesting in the, the parable, parable of the prodigal son, when it says, put on a robe, the best robe. In the Greek, it actually says the first robe, which the Greek fathers took as a sign. Okay, that's, your, that's his, baptismal, his baptismal garment. That's for us, when we receive baptism, we receive God's life enters into us and that life is meant to be treasured and kept clean throughout our lives and the Eucharist feeds and strengthens that life ultimately to prepare us for heaven. And so I just encourage you to reflect on what ways in your own life are you more like the, the younger son where you're selling the land that God has given you, the grace that God has given you for worldly things or in other ways that we can be like the older son where we're just trying to earn heaven and we're being a slave to God instead of being beloved sons of God. Praise be Jesus Christ.